0: Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Kent for Friday, July 16th, 2021. We're brought to you, as always, by the great people at today's dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill loves taking good care of teeth. He's going to love taking good care of yours. He's loved taking good care of mine for the last 28 years. Give him a call. Make an appointment. 317-849-2933. Let's talk about sports. What is it that allows a team to win a championship? What it is, and you see this again and again and again and again, greatness on the roster. You need great talent. You need culture. That's important, but it's not nearly as important as talent. Do Hello, Scott. How are you? Good morning. Do the Colts, do the Pacers have enough excellence? Do they have enough potential greatness in order to be considered threats for a championship? This is the question we ask ourselves this time of year. In the offseason, not quite two weeks until the Colts open up training camp. Do they have what it takes to win a championship? Here's the deal. The reason they made that trade for Carson Wentz is they knew what they had in Jacoby Brissett, and there was no chance that Jacoby Brissett was going to represent greatness at the quarterback position in the NFL. Zero. In two opportunities, in 17 and 19, Jacoby Brissett was the best version of himself And compared to other starters in the NFL, it was ordinariness that defined him. Carson Wentz is a guy who in 2017 looked like he was going to be the MVP of the NFL. Drafted number two overall, this is a guy with greatness in him. He was more good than great in 18 and 19, and last year he wasn't good at all. He was one of the worst starting quarterbacks in the NFL, but he had an offensive line that was garbage. He had weapons that were garbage. It wasn't all Carson Wentz's fault, but he's got greatness in him. Can Frank Reich earn his money by unlocking that greatness as he did in Philadelphia in 2017? That's going to be the question that determines whether the Colts are able to contend for a championship or not. Elsewhere, they got guys who who show glimmers of greatness, right? Jonathan Taylor, the season finale, he put up 253 yards. That was tremendous. That was greatness. That showed a window into what he could be, what his potential might be. Jonathan Taylor has greatness within him. Can he maintain his health at a level that he can show it? And does he have the discipline of character to continue to work hard to earn that greatness. The offensive line's got greatness within it. Quentin Nelson is the best offensive lineman in the NFL. Ryan Kelly is a Pro Bowl-level center. Braden Smith is a a Pro Bowl-level right tackle. Eric Fisher, if he's healthy, this is a really good offensive line. Collectively, are they great? They're gonna have to be to protect Carson Wentz. The weapons on the outside, the wide receivers, there's no greatness there. T. Y. Hilton, not great. Mike, uh, especially at the age of thirty-one. Michael Pittman Jr. has not shown greatness yet. Zach Pascal is not great. You don't have greatness. Jack Doyle, Mo Ali Cox, not great, not great, right? DeForest Buckner on the other side of the ball, potentially great. I thought he played really, we- really well last year. Maybe the second best and most disruptive defensive tackle in football behind Aaron Donald of the Rams linebackers, Darius Leonard, really, really good. I don't know whether he's great. Julian Blackman at the back end of the defense, I think he got potential greatness in Julian Blackman. On the outside with the cornerbacks, you don't have greatness there. Kenny Moore is the best of of the corners, and he's really good, but not greatness there. He's not a guy who's going to change a game that you can count on to change a game every week of a 17-game season. So, that's what the Colts are with the Pacers it's a lot tougher. Right because with the Pacers in the NBA, greatness is way to hell up here. You don't have like in the NFL, you got 32 teams with 22 starters at different positions more or less. With the NBA, you got five guys starting on 30 teams and it's more or less positionless basketball so the Greek freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, LeBron James, you've Steph Curry because he is a flat great shooter. You've got really good to great players who are going to contend every year for a championship. Kawhi Leonard has it within him to be great. Do the Pacers have any of those guys? Their starters right now, Malcolm Brogdon, Karis LeVert, TJ Warren, Domas Sabonis, Miles Turner. Not great, not great, not great, not great, not great. Good But not great. And what Kevin Pritchard's hoping is that the aggregation of those five guys, when healthy, could lift the Pacers into where they're relevant in the Eastern Conference. This is why you've got to keep the 13th overall pick or trade up in the draft. Because the only way you're going to get great is to do it through the draft. And at 13, you can do it. Donovan Mitchell, 13th overall. Zach Levine, although he's not great. He's still good. He was 13th overall, Devin Booker. 13th overall, Kobe Bryant. 13th overall, there have been a lot of guys taken 13th who have turned out to be really good to great NBA players. 15th, Giannis Antetokounmpo was 15th. You can go get guys at this place in the draft to trade the 13th overall pick with a potential of greatness in it for a guy who you know is not going to be great, but is a veteran who you can count on to be good. That's not the way you win a championship, and that's not what the Indiana Pacers should do. At the college level, it's really, really hard because if you're great in college basketball, you move on to the NBA. If Trace Jackson Davis was a great basketball player, he'd have declared for the draft he'd be a lottery pick, right? Cade Cunningham has greatness in him, so he'd jump to the league immediately out of Oklahoma State as quick as he could. Trace Jackson Davis comparatively... Could be really, really good in the Big Ten and really, really good nationally. Could be a first-team All-American. That would be great for Indiana. Christian Lander, I think, has a little bit of greatness within him. I think he made a mistake reclassing, but that's okay. You know what? It's about who you are now, and this would be his freshman year at Indiana. Tamar Bates appears to be a guy who's got some greatness in him. You see the tape of him at the IMG Academy? Holy cow, what a smooth shot. Beautiful shot. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna evoke any of the names of comparatives to Tamar Bates, but man, does he look good shooting the basketball? Anyway, if some of these guys turn out to be great, I think Indiana has a higher potential for a championship for championship contention than Purdue does. You know what Purdue's got, right? Jaden Ivey's terrific, Trevion Williams is terrific. You add Trey Kaufman Wren and Caleb First, you know a, a top eight scorers return. This is a group, you know what this is. But what were they last year? You know what I mean? This wasn't a Final Four team. Why would you think they're going to be a Final Four team this year? Because somehow all these guys sticking around, all the teams are going to somehow recede beneath them? That doesn't make a lot of sense. Are these guys going to get better at at the level necessary to elevate Purdue to a championship contention? I don't think so. I think Indiana, with all the unknowns, from Woodson to Bates to Stewart to Johnson, all these guys, and then some of the knowns, you've got maybe the combination to what could be a championship team. It could also be a, a 500 very ordinary team in the Big Ten. But I think the upside for Indiana is up here, and the upside for Purdue is right here. Final Four, maybe. But I think it's going to be tough for Purdue to roll it back as it was last year and get beyond where they got last year. I think that that's going to be tough. You need greatness to win championships. Great meaning upper 1% all time, right? That's great. Uh, Upper 1% current. That's, That's great. Carson Wentz, maybe. Maybe not, but maybe. Maybe's all we need in the off season, right? Maybe, maybe allows us to put our heads on a pillow and get a good night's sleep, and and not us, but like GMs, coaches, you know, maybe there's hope in maybe, right? Colin Morikawa was really good today at Royal Saint George's. Just finished up his round, a second round 64, so he's nine under par, three up on Louis Ustazen, who hasn't teed off yet four up on Jordan Speeth, five up on Stuart Sink. I mentioned those guys Speeth and Sink specifically because I picked them as my guys to wager on in this tournament. Speeth at 20 to 1, I thought was great value, and then Sink as like an under the radar underdog, you know, a, a long shot at 125 to 1, 125 to 1. You put $100 on Stuart Sink if he wins this tournament. And and if you did it before yesterday's play, I'm sure his odds have shrunk a little bit since posting that 66. Stewart Sink would pay $12,500. That'll put a dent in your mortgage. You take that 12.5 and throw it against uh, against your debt, you're in pretty good shape. You feel pretty good about yourself. That's what we do. Invest and then reinvest to somehow get out of debt. Debt. I hate debt. Uh, drunk driving charges, speaking of Purdue basketball, filed against uh, Mason Gillis. This stems from a, a early June incident of suspected drunken driving, and they finally filed charges. Uh, hopefully Mason learns from this and doesn't make decisions like that again. Uh, Dennis Murphy, the founder of the ABA, passed away at the age of 94. The guy who founded the league was still living and passed away. How about that? He also founded the WHA. He also founded World Team Tennis. How's that, Dennis Murphy? A, a guy, a guy who said, "You know what? I can do it better. I can do it different." And he made a lot of money. Uh, the Cubs back in action tonight. They made a trade yesterday. They dealt Jack Peterson to the Braves for a prospect who just barely ranked in the top twenty among Braves prospects. Uh, A guy named Bryce Ball. Bryce Ball's 23. He's a first baseman. He's big. 6'6", 240. He's got plus power. He strikes out a lot. He walks a lot, though. Not hitting for average, hitting 207 in high A ball, uh, 59 strikeouts, 40 walks. So with the 40 walks, you bump up that 207 batting average to an on-base percentage of 354, and that's really what matters. We learned that in Moneyball. Does it matter whether somebody walks or or gets a hit? No, it does not. No, it doesn't. We just want them on base. That's all we want. So the Cubs have begun selling. We knew that they were going to sell. If you wanted any evidence that they are going to peddle, uh, Chris Bryant to the highest bidder, Anthony Rizzo to the highest bidder, Javi Baez, Craig Kimbrell, all these guys, Peterson being sold tells you a little bit of something because Bryce Ball is not going to make the Cubs better Probably ever, but certainly not this year. Uh, The Cubs in full reversal. Let's get prospects. Let's build the depth of that farm system. And let's go get another championship, I guess. Or if you're Tom Ricketts, let's cut payroll to the point where I get to stuff my family's pockets with a lot of cash. Because this hotel, Ricketts World, is not paying off in the measure that we hoped it would. So we've got to find a way to cut our way to profit and that's what the Cubs are doing. God bless Tom Ricketts and his pointy little head and the way he's building this team or deconstructing this team so he can fill his pockets at our expense. Thank you very much. Uh, you know what I'm doing? I, and I will. I I want to watch Cubs baseball and Marquee. I want to watch Pacers basketball on Fox. But the package that allows for that costs about $8.50 a month. If the Pacers... And the Cubs aren't on simultaneously I'm canceling, although that rarely happens. That's really a tight window, especially now with the Pacers. They're going to get going in late October, early November. So you're going to have about a month between Cubs baseball, and the end of Cubs baseball, and the beginning of Pacers basketball. What are you going to do? May as well keep it. It's not worth the time on the computer to cancel. Uh, Kevin Williams Happy birthday, Karen Watson, Nicholas Blazek. Happy birthday, Craig Hodges, Shannon Griffith, Steve Fisher, Tim Foster, Devin Beadle, and the great D.J. Hines. My high school soccer coach, I learned a lot about leadership from D.J. Hines. He could not have been better to me. And, and remains a friend. I just love him. And, uh, man, high school athletics, if you or your kid has a chance to play, encourage it. Because there is so much to learn. There are so many lessons that that kid could potentially take away. Whether they're positive lessons or, or, hey, don't do that kind of lessons. You know what? Great to play high school sports. I learned a lot from DJ. Happy birthday, DJ. And thank you very much for sticking by me and, uh, and being an advocate when there were times when you didn't have to be. We'll talk to you a little bit later today inside Indiana Sports Now. Coming at about 3 o'clock, live from Wolfie's Grill over at Geist. Let's go. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.